Okay, good morning children. How are all of you? Let's ask Manuel to open us in prayer this morning. Can we bow down and pray, Father Almighty, we thank you for this beautiful day, we thank you for the gift of life, we thank you for the mercy that you show us, because we do not deserve to stand before you this day, Father, but because of your grace, because of your gift, because of everything that you do that is good for us, because of your plans for us, Father, we, we know that it is you who has enabled us to be here this morning. As we listen to your word, Father, as you guide us along our way, Father, make us understand that it's only through you that we can have anything that is good in our life, Father. Make us know it is your will and your wish that will exist in our lives, no matter what we do, Father. As we listen to our brother Jeff, may you open up his heart to your words. May he discern and be able to tell us what is rightful, and we may listen to it, and he may guide us and glorify you in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Are you ready to sing praises to our Lord this morning? Let's do it. Come thou fount of every blessing. One, two, three, begin. Come thou fount of every blessing. To my heart to sing thy praise. Sinful mercy never ceasing.
Alright, let us work on our catechism. catechism. Question 81. How did they show their faith? How did they show their faith? They told us sacrifices according Question 82. What did these sacrifices represent? They were symbolic of Christ, the Lamb of God, who was to die for sinners. What did these sacrifices represent? They were symbolic of Christ, the Lamb of God, who was to die for sinners. Kiswahili, Dabiuhizi ziliwakilisha nini? Okay, very good. So, uh, we're talking about the Old Testament sacrifices. They represented... Uh, they represented Christ. And so by faith, the faithful Jews who offered these sacrifices were showing faith in the Lamb of God whom God was to provide. One of the names of God is Jehovah Jireh, which means God will provide. And many distort the meaning behind that name. They will tell you, oh, this is... Uh, God who provides Jehovah Jireh, and that means God will give you a lot of money, God will give you a new Mercedes, God will give you a large mansion to live in here on this earth. Well, the importance of that name is that, yes, God will provide, and God did provide. He provided a lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Our biggest problem is not that we are lacking finances. 
Ukweli kwamba shida kubwa katika maisha yetu ama mkasa kubwa katika maisha yetu sio kwamba tumekosa njia ya kujisaidia. It is not true that if you just have some more money now all your problems will go away your life will just be okay. Kumbuka ya kwamba hata kama utakuwa na afya ama utakuwa na, na pesa ama utakuwa na rasilimali nyingi maanishi kwamba shida zako zote zitaondoka katika maisha yako. Our big problem is not that we are just lacking some finance. Shaka kubwa katika maisha kila binadamu sio kwamba umekosa fedha ama njia kuji No God's word reveals to us very plainly that our big problem is we are sinners. Kwamba neno la Mwenyezi Mungu na kupitia kwa Mwenyezi Mungu amejifunua kwetu kwamba sisi binadamu wote tumepungukiwa na tukufu na kosa letu kubwa ni kwamba sisi wote ni watenda dhambi. Every one of us sins against a holy God every single day of our life. Kumbuka Mwenyezi Mungu ni mtakatifu na ni baba mkamilifu na kwamba sisi wa kila siku na kila mahali tunamkosea yeye. We don't need more money. Hatuhitaji pesa nyingine ama nyingi. We need a substitute to pay for the penalty of our sins. Lakini Mungu alitupatia njia mbadala ya kutuokoa sisi kutoka ile hali ambayo tulikuwa tunajiangamiza. And that is exactly what God has provided for us in his son Jesus Christ. Na kupitia kwa majaliwa yake akajua kwamba nafasi bora ni kwamba kutupatia mwokozi ambaye ni Yesu Kristo kutukomboa kutoka kwa hali ya kujiathiri. Now I want to read from Galatians chapter 2. Tutasoma katika kitabu cha Wagalatia sura ya pili. Galatians chapter 2 we're going to begin with verse 16 and go to the end of the chapter verse 21. Tutaanzia sura ya pili mstari wa 16 hadi mwisho wa sura ya pili. This is the word of the Lord. Hili ni neno la Mwenyezi Mungu. Nevertheless, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law since by the works of the law no flesh will be justified but if while seeking to be justified in Christ we ourselves have also been found sinners is Christ then a minister of sin may it never be For if I rebuild what I have once destroyed I prove myself to be a transgressor for through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God I have been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself up For me I do not nullify the grace of God for if righteousness comes through the law then Christ died needlessly Neno la Mungu nasema hivi mstari wa 16 hadi tukijua ya kuwa mwanadamu ahesabii haki kwa matendo ya sheria bali kwa imani ya Kristo Yesu Sisi tulimwamini Kristo Yesu ili tuhesabiwe haki kwa imani ya Kristo wala si Kristo Yesu wala si kwa matendo ya sheria maana kwa matendo ya sheria hakuna mwenye mwili atakayehesabiwa haki lakini ikiwa sisi wenyewe kwa kutafuta kuhesabiwa haki katika Kristo tulionekana kuwa wenye dhambi je Kristo amekuwa mtumishi wa dhambi hasha maana tukiyajenga tena yale tuliyoyabomoa naonesha ya kuwa mimi mwenyewe ni mkosaji maana mimi kwa njia ya sheria naliifia sheria ili nimshie Mungu Nime, nimesulubiwa pamoja na Kristo lakini ni hai 
wala si mimi tena bali Kristo yu hai ndani yangu na uhai na uhai nilio nao sasa katika mwili ninao katika imani ya mwana wa Mungu ambaye alinipenda akajitoa nafsi yake kwa ajili yangu sibatili neema ya Mungu maana ikiwa haki kupatikana kwa njia ya sheria basi Kristo alikufa bure Amen. Now in verse 16 Paul writes a man is not justified by the works of the law but through faith in Christ Jesus. Katika mstari wa 16 tunaambua kwamba hali tukijua ya kuwa mwanadamu hayasabii haki kwa matendo ya sheria bali kwa imani ya Kristo Yesu. Now that word translated justified. Lile neno kuhesabiwa haki That is a translation of a Greek word because Paul wrote this letter in Greek and the definition of the word that is being translated here as justified means to pronounce righteous to declare righteous na katika lugha ya Kiyunani tukitafsiri inamaanisha kwamba kutangaza haki kuhesabiwa haki so what paul is talking about is that someone is declared righteous mtume paulo anatuambia katika maandiko matakatifu ya kwamba mtu anahesabiwa mwenye haki in our catechism the baptist catechism uh, number 36 The question is what is justification? The answer is it is an act of God's free grace. Wherein he pardons all our sins. And accepts us as righteous. In his sight. So justification the doctrine of justification is talking about God declaring a sinner as righteous mafundisho ambayo yanahusishana yanahusishwa na ile hali ya kuhesabiwa haki yaonesha kwamba vile ambapo Mwenyezi Mungu anaweza hesabu mtu ambaye amekosa amefanya makosa na amepata kibali mbele yake na anahesabiwa mwenye haki now that is our big need we are sinners hitaji letu ni kubwa ni kwamba tuweze kuonekana wenye haki mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu sisi ni watenda dhambi the bible says we are not to lie I imagine every single one of us here has told a lie. So right there already you have sinned against God because you have told a lie. And to sin even one time against the holy just eternal God. Na hata kufanya makosa ama kutenda dhambi mara moja juu ya Mwenyezi Mungu mwenye haki na mtakatifu is to deserve eternal punishment. Yeye inahakisha kuhakikisha kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu anakuadhibu kwa hali ya kupokea kifo cha milele. If God does not punish every single sin, then God is not 
just ukweli ni kwamba kama Mungu ni mwenye haki ni lazima ataadibu kila kosa ambayo sisi binadamu ama viumbe vyake tunatenda we know this ukweli ni kwamba tunaambiwa katika maandiko matakatifu we don't even have to be a christian believer to understand something about justice ile katika nafsi zetu katika hisia zetu sio lazima ukwe mtu amuumini ama mtu ambaye anaenda kanisani ili uweze kuamini kwamba unafanya mabaya ama mazuri if a man murders your loved one your mother your grandmother your father someone you love very dearly kwa mfano mtu achukue sheria mikononi mwake aweze kumwangamiza mtu ambaye unapenda kwa mfano baba yako mama yako ama ndugu yako dada yako ama rafiki yako wandani and that man goes before the judge na aende mbele ya hakimu and you witness the murder all the evidence shows that this man has murdered your loved one na ukweli ni kwamba wewe ulikuwa shahidi na ukashuhudia yule jamaa akiangamiza mtu ambaye unapenda katika maisha yako all the evidence is presented before the judge you are a witness and you tell the judge everything that you saw na ushahidi wote unaonesha kwamba yule ndiye alifanya yale makosa na unamuelezea yule hakimu na kwa ukweli ni kwamba anasikia na anaelewa na anadhihirisha kwamba makosa yalitendeka and the judge declares that person to be not guilty na kitu cha kustaajabisha ni kwamba yule hakimu anapoamua anaamua kwamba yule jamaa hana kosa na anamwacha huru how would you feel je wewe utahisi namna gani would you feel like justice was done je ungeona kwamba haki imetendeka No of course not. Ukweli ni kwamba haki haijatendeka. Every one of us knows that a guilty murderer must face a punishment. Unajua kwamba yule ambaye ametenda makosa ya mauaji ni lazima aadhibiwe kwa sababu amepatikana na hatia. But we we want to act like Our sins against a holy God are not that big a deal. Lakini kwa sababu tunajipenda sisi wenyewe sana tunaona kwamba wakati tunafanya makosa tunaona kwamba makosa yetu sio makubwa sana na Mungu anaweza zipuuza kwa upande mwingine. And we want to it's as though we want to tell God, "Oh, will you just forgive me?" Na pengine unataka kumlazimisha Mungu akusamee makosa yako kwa sababu wewe unataka aende vile ambavyo wewe mwenyewe unataka. You know God, yes, I sin against you, but I'm a pretty good person. Yeye unaona unajihesabu mwenyewe kama mtu ambaye anatenda mambo mazuri mbele ya macho ya Mwenyezi Mungu lakini ukweli kwamba ukilingana na mafundisho ya Mwenyezi Mungu unaenda kinyume na maneno yake. I go to a Christian school. I memorize the catechism questions. Kwa mfano unaweza unaweza kuhesabu matendo ambayo unafanya mazuri kwa mfano unasoma katika shule ya Kikristo unaenda kanisani unaenda katika somo la dini kila Jumapili I go to church I read the Bible I pray Kwa mfano unaweza endelea kusema kwamba wewe unasoma Biblia kila wakati uko nayo katika nyumba yako uko katika maombi kila wakati na kila mara Yes maybe I lie maybe I get angry maybe I steal but you know I'm, I'm, other than that I'm a good person Unajua Mwenyezi Mungu pengine pengine saa zingine huwa pengine saa zingine nadanganya pengine napiga mwenzangu ngumi lakini kukiangalia kwa jumla mimi ni mtu mzuri. No in our sins we are an abomination to God. There's no works that we can do in order to be reconciled with a holy God. We have to be perfect. Ukweli ni kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ni mtakatifu na ni mkamilifu. Na kwa hivyo sisi tulipungukiwa na utukufu tangu wazazi wetu wa kwanza. Kwa hivyo hakuna njia tunaweza kuwa na uhusiano na Mwenyezi Mungu kwa sababu sisi hatujakamilika tunafurahia mambo ya kimwili na tamaa zetu zinaenda kinyume na neno la Mwenyezi Mungu. We are not like God na sisi hatuwezi kuwa kama Mwenyezi Mungu. 
When we say we are good, we are not perfectly good. God is perfectly good. When we say we are just, we are not perfectly just. But God is perfectly just. When we say that we are righteous, we are not perfectly righteous. God is perfectly righteous. And God is the creator, the sovereign king over the entire universe. If he pardons your sins without punishing your sins, then he is no longer just. So what we need is a way to be justified before God. We need a way to be declared righteous before God even though it is not true that we are righteous. That means we have to have the righteousness of another a substitute. Romans chapter 4 verse 2. It says, For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. 4 verse 2. Romans 4 verse 2. And so we are commanded of God to follow all of his law. But we've already agreed we don't do it. Sometimes we lie, sometimes we cheat, sometimes we steal, sometimes we are angry. So we are not able to follow all of God's law perfectly. Now that is a very big problem. Hebrews 7 verse 11. Now, if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek rather than one named after the order of Aaron? Kitabu cha Ibrania, sura ya saba, mstari wa kumina moja, inanena hivi. Basi kama ukamilifu likuwapo kwa ukuhani walawi, maana watu wale waliipata sheria kwa huo, kulikuwa na hajagani tena ya kuwa ya kuhani mwingine ainuke, kwa maana melkizedek wala asiesabiwe kwa mfano wa aruni. What we need to understand is that the, all of the Old Testament law, all of the Old Testament scriptures were pointing to our need for a savior. 
Ukweli ni kwamba agano ya kale ilikuwa inatutayarisha, inatuelekeza, inatoa utafsiri ama ukutarajia kwake Mesia ambaye atakuwa mkombozi na atakuwa mtu ambaye amekuja kutuokoa sisi ambaye ni Yesu Kristu. Israel was never able to follow all of God's law and earn salvation according to their own works. Watu ambao walichaguliwa wataifa ya Wayahudi ambao tunaita Waisraeli tunakumbuka kwamba hao walijisahau wakaanza kujifunia na kwa hivyo hawakuweza kuhesabiwa wenye haki mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu. They were only saved by faith in the Messiah who God promised. Waliweza kuokolewa kwa njia ya imani ambayo inatokana na Yesu Kristu ambaye Yesu ambaye Mwenyezi Mungu alituahidi. Ephesians 2 verse 8. Waefeso sura ya pili mstari wa nane. For by grace you have been saved through faith and this is not your own doing it is the gift of God. Kupitia kwa imani tumeweza kupata wokovu na hiyo imani inapatikana kwa kupitia kwa kipaji cha Mwenyezi Mungu na kwa hivyo hakuna mtu ambaye anaweza kujivunia kwamba yeye mwenyewe katika matendo yake ameweza kufikia kwa Mwenyezi Mungu. In James chapter 1 we read every good gift every perfect gift is from above. Mungu katika kitabu cha Yakobo sura ya kwanza mstari wa 17 inasema ya kwamba kipaji chochote kipao chochote kizuri kinatokana kutoka kule mbinguni peke yake The fact that any of us might have faith in Jesus Christ it is because God has given us that faith as a gift Ukweli ni kwamba sisi wote kama tuna imani inatokana na Yesu Kristo ni kweli kwamba ni kipaji kutoka kwa Mwenyezi Mungu sisi wenyewe hatuna uwezo wa kuwa na kipaji kama hicho And it is only according to that faith that God declares us righteous na kunikupitia kwa imani ya Yesu Kristo peke yake ndio unaweza kuweza kuhesabiwa mwenye haki mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu. Not because of anything that we have done. Na sio kwa sababu chochote ambacho umefanya wewe mwenyewe. Hakuna njia yoyote unaweza pendeza Mwenyezi Mungu ili uhesabiwe mwenye haki. But because of what Jesus Christ has done. Ni yale Yesu Kristo aliweza kutimiza katika ulimwengu huu kupitia matendo yake. Yesu Kristo amefanya sisi tukahesabiwa mwenye haki kwa wale ambao wanaamini na wana imani ndani yake. Do you realize that is the difference between Christianity and any other religion in the world? Kumbuka hiyo ndio tofauti iko katika kati ya dini ya Kikristo na dini zingine ambazo zinapatikana hapa ulimwenguni ni kwamba lazima uwe na imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo ndio uweze kupata kuhesabiwa mwenye haki mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu. The Catholics will tell you that justification comes by faith in Christ and you also have to do works. Mandugu zetu ambao wanaamini katika kanisa katoliki wanakuambia kwamba kupitia kwa imani ya Yesu Kristo na matendo yao hao wenyewe ndio unaweza hesabiwa mwenye haki lakini maandiko matakatifu yanatuambia kinyume na hao wanaamini hao wenyewe and so they distort the word of god they add to the word of god na kwa katika hiyo hali wanaharibu neno la Mungu kwa sababu wanaongezea na Mungu ni mkamilifu hawezi ongeza na kupunguza muslims believe if you just do enough good works in your life then muhammad will go to allah on your behalf as your advocate and convince Allah to allow you into his heaven. Na Waislamu wanatuambia kwamba kupitia matendo yako mazuri na kupitia nabii wao ambaye anaitwa Muhammad na yule Mungu wao ambaye anamuita Allah, yule nabii Muhammad anaweza kuwa wakili yako akutetee mbele ya Allah na uweza kupata kuhesabiwa mwenye haki. Even the African traditional religion hata sisi katika utamaduni wetu kama wa Kiafrika will tell you if you're having some problem you go to the witch doctor who has special knowledge of the spiritual world and that witch doctor will just tell you what you have to do 
Na wengi wa katika watu wa Kiafrika tunaamini kwamba tukitembelea mganga anaweza kuwa na ushawishi kulingana na ile eh, dunia ya kiroho na anaweza kupatia mwelekeo ambao unafaa ambao unaweza kufurahisha Mwenyezi Mungu. Every other religion in the world will tell you what you have to do in order to enter heaven. Na tunaangalia kwamba tofauti ni kwamba dini zingine zote ambazo zinapatikana katika ulimwengu huu zinakuonesha kwamba kupitia matendo yako wewe mwenyewe ndio unaweza hesabiwa mwenye haki mbele ya Mwenyezi Mungu. And many people will spend their lives doing 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 and then they die and they go to hell. Na kwa katika ya hali kwa sababu ya imani potovu unapata sisi wengi wetu tunaelekea kwa mganga, tunaelekea kwa dini ambayo ituelekezi kwa njia ambayo inafaa, tunaachana na maandiko matakatifu tunayapuuza na mwishowe tunakufa katika hali ya kudhoofika na kuhanga Because God warns us all of our doing is not good enough it must be perfect na Mwenyezi Mungu ametuhakikishia kupitia maandiko matakatifu na ametuambia wazi ya kwamba lazima ufuate amri zangu lazima utii sheria zangu ili we mkamilifu na uhesabiwe mwenye haki God is perfectly just God is perfectly righteous Kumbuka kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ni mwenye haki na mkamilifu katika kila kitendo chake God by his very nature cannot simply pardon one single sin katika ile hali ya kiasili ya Mwenyezi Mungu uungu wake ni kwamba ni dhahiri ya kwamba yeye hawezi msamea mtu hata mmoja akifanya makosa and every single sin will be punished na Mwenyezi Mungu anahakikisha kila kitendo ambacho ni kiovu kinena kinakiuka sheria yake lazima kinaadhibiwa for those who have no faith in Jesus Christ their sins will be punished on their eternal soul for all eternity in hell. Kumbuka kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu ametuambia katika maandiko matakatifu ya kwamba kama wewe muamini mwanao pekee ambaye ni Yesu Kristo na imani yako ipopotovu ni kwamba utaadhibiwa kulingana na matendo yako na utaadhibiwa milele na milele. But in Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Katika kitabu cha Warumi sura ya 5 mstari wa kwanza we read that therefore since we have been justified by faith We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Tunaambiwa katika maandiko matakatifu ya kwamba basi tukiishi tukuhesabiwa haki itokayo katika imani na muwe na imani kwa Mungu kwa njia ya Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo. For those who have faith in Jesus Christ, Christ himself paid the penalty for our sins when he was crushed on the cross. Kwa wale ambao wako na imani ndani ya Yesu Kristo kumbuka kwamba eh, makosa yako dhambi zako zote zilisulubiwa msalabani na Yesu Kristo na kwa hivyo yeye anakuhesabu mwenye haki kupitia kwa imani ambayo anakupatia wewe God is just Mwenyezi Mungu ni mwenye haki God will surely punish every sin Niahakikisha kutoka kwa Mwenyezi Mungu ya kwamba kila mtu ambaye anatenda dhambi na kila dhambi ambayo unatenda itaadhibiwa Either you will pay the penalty ni lazima utalipa gharama ya, ya dhambi zako or Christ has paid the penalty for you. Na njia nyingine ambadala ni kwamba Yesu Kristo amelipa deni yako msalabani. If it is Christ then that only comes by faith not by your doing. Na ni kama ni Yesu Kristo amekuwa mwokozi katika maisha yako ni kupitia kwa imani ambayo inatokana na neema ya Mwenyezi Mungu na sio matendo yako. How I pray that God will give you eyes to see these things that God will give you ears to hear these things Ombi langu ni kwamba kila mmoja wetu apate nafasi Mwenyezi Mungu amfungue macho amfungue akili aweze kuelewa 
kusudi la Mwenyezi Mungu katika maisha yako. And how I pray that God will give you the gift of faith to believe these things. Naombi langu ni kwamba Mwenyezi Mungu akupatie imani ili uweze kukusaidia kuelewa na kumaanisha katika hali yako ya kumwabudu yeye. Let's all stand and pray. Our heavenly Father, we give thanks to you this morning. We thank you that by your providential grace that you have brought us together this morning. That you've given each of us another day of life. We thank you for all of your grace and your mercy in our lives, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity to to talk to you through prayer, to hear from you through your word, and to sing your praises through our hymn this morning. God, how we pray, Lord, that through the ministry of your Holy Spirit that you will give eyes to those who belong to you, that you will give ears to those who are your children. And how we pray that everyone here, Lord, that it might be true that you've written all their names in the Lamb's Book of Life. But either way, Father, we trust you. We pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And it's in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. Praise God from Good day.